Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. I'm Andy Mitten and it's the day after United beat Bruges 3-1, which sets up the return leg in Belgium quite nicely. I'll be bringing us a podcast from the beautiful city in Flanders next week. But before that, we're doing a podcast which we started before the game at Old Trafford, before the news came through that Pedro looked like he's going to Chelsea. That's Pedro who... For one month, has wanted to come to Manchester United. Manchester United have wanted him. Manchester United didn't meet Barcelona's 30 million euro release clause. Why? Well, United will say because Louis van Gaal decided that he didn't want the player. That's one version of events. Uh, Chelsea acted this week, seemingly having won none of their first three games, including the Community Shield. And it's also been announced today that United have put a bid in for another Southampton player, Sadio Mane. Southampton say they've not received the bid, they're aware of interest. We will get to the bottom of that. We've had some good uh, intelligence on Southampton targets in the last couple of years. Indeed, one year ago, we got told that somebody called Morgan Schneidlin was of interest to United. Anyway, we're going to join Steve Armstrong, who is outside Old Trafford, before the Bruges game and before a mob of, he estimates, 200 Bruges hooligans chanting hooligans, hooligans, stopped him selling United We Stand for 20 minutes. And before that, he spoke to several people around the ground, United fans and Bruges fans, friendly ones. Just going to have a chat with Claire, a friend of mine who's been looking after this stall for as long as I can remember. How are you? I'm good, Steve. How are you? Good, good to have European football back. Definitely. Missed it. From a football point of view or from a selling swag point from of view? From all points of view. What difference does European football make to this type of stall and the stuff that you sell? It's extra fixtures, of course, which gives us extra work throughout the season. Hopefully we'll get through tonight and then we'll have extra work for the group stages. It makes a massive difference, really. Normally on a midweek, it can be very flat, but with the Champions League and... Uh, visitors from Europe, it makes a hell of a difference. What sort of stuff do you tend to sell the most of on a European game? Because it is a different crowd, especially you get the proper souvenir hunters, don't you, from overseas? We do indeed. Um, best selling product of the night will be, without a doubt, the match scarf. After that, probably the match badge. And at the moment, they're buying Dennis Law and Georgie Best, the Belgians. Is that right? Yeah. Excellent. Have you got enough ducks in? I'm sold out of ducks, Steve. All the ducks have gone. Uh, in terms of, you know, the lack of European football and the fact that United only did, and we got turfed out of cups pretty early doors last year as well, um, do you think it impacted the, the sort of culture around Old Trafford in terms of what people are buying? And, or do you think that's something that is always going to survive no matter how many games? Were people buying more at each game or did you not see any difference in that? There was, there was very little difference at all. Um, the biggest difference was the loss of fixtures. Um, normally, it's, it's changing all the time now. The supporters are changing every time. Back in the day, you couldn't give a match scarf away. Nobody wanted to know. Today, it's the best-selling product on the stall. No matter whether we're playing City or Bruges, it makes no difference. So with all these T-shirts I'm looking at in a minute, a lot of new players on there. Who's, uh, who, who are you shifting the most of? Schweinsteiger's popular at the moment, um, followed by the new Georgie Best shirt. That does look pretty cool, actually. 
Do you yeah. see, obviously there's a good song about Georgie Best doing the rounds in the ground. Does that help when, you know, you get a song going around the stadium? Does that help shift certain things like T-shirts and that? Well, new songs always inspire new shirts. Right, OK. And the Georgie Best shirt is based on the song. And uh, people come looking for it. What do you do when someone leaves out of the blue and you get left with all of this stock? We generally take it to Manchester Dog's Own Charity Shop. Fantastic. Yeah. That's what we do because it's unsellable. So what do you do well, for bedding and stuff? We pound for it on, yeah. the, on the car boot sale. Another one, so in our, one in our parade. We raise some money for the Dog's Own in well, our parade. Very, very close to my heart, that little charity. Yeah, great stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm presuming you got left with a ton of Radamal Falcao stuff. Loads. He yes. was shit though, wasn't he? He was absolutely rubbish. <laughs> Shit's an understatement. Uh, what kind of signing do you think United would buy that would do wonders for you? Who do you think we should get? I'd love to see Ronaldo back. Would that absolutely, would you be able to retire to Bali with that? Uh, I'd like to think so, but uh, <laughs> there's not enough fixtures for that. Have a good night, Claire. See you later. Take care. Evening, fellas. Name? Nigel. Nigel, hi mate. Hi mate, Steve. Steve, where are you from, Nigel? I'm from Plymouth. Plymouth? Yeah. Have you come up from Plymouth for this game? No, I've come from Thailand. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're better off here by the sound of things at the minute, yeah, aren't It's you? a lot warmer over there. Yeah, though. absolutely. Uh, from Manchester? Yeah, whereabouts, mate? Uh, Sale. Sale, excellent stuff. But I've come from Qatar in the Middle East. Right, so, right, this is wrecking with my head, this, right? Hence, hence the tan that you can't see. <laughs> uh, is it good to have you in order of being football back at Manchester United? It's got to be good for the money, isn't it? That's one thing. Got to be good for the, uh, the fans as well. Uh, I mean, we've always belonged in uh, European football. You know, I remember nights with like Robson and all that. You know, um, yeah, we're back, we're back where uh, we should be. And what are your thoughts about the draw? Obviously, Bruges seems to have been a kind draw for us. Uh, it could have been worse. It could have been Moscow. Well, if it's Moscow, I wouldn't be going there. Um, but yeah, I think it's kind. Um, I think it's a, it's a good run out. We've got some new players who obviously, you know, for the first time, like Schneidlin, you know, hasn't played before. So um, yeah, I think it's good. Um, and hopefully we can get a decent lead. I think it's like um, playing St Johnston, really, isn't it? <laughs> you know, Belgian league, Scottish league, Dutch league. All pretty much the same, so uh, I think it's a really good draw. Hoping for a lot of goals tonight. There's a couple of players at United who look like a couple of goals, and some shooting practice um, would go down well, namely Wayne Rooney. When I recorded the podcast after the game away at Villa, there was a lot of United fans quite heavily on his back. What are your thoughts on where the captain's at at the minute? It's the start of the season, you know, and uh, I think you've got to give the guy a break right now. Um, you look at what Chelsea did. You know, there's the champions, and look how they played on the weekend. So I think you've got to get off his back, give him a bit of a break, the goals will come. I think the same as well. I think, you know, um, he hasn't played in that forward position for a while. Um, and I think he's got, you know, some new players around him now. Um, Di Maria, obviously, going um, as well. Um, yeah, there's new, there's new players around him. It's, it's going to take time. Um, He's basically like, you know, a box-to-box player, really, or he, he has been. So I think he's got to, like, re-adapt back into the role. What are your thoughts on the manager's philosophy, the well-touted philosophy at the minute? Are you happy with the progression of the club or are you, are you of the view that it's time to actually start delivering now? I think um, a lot of damage was done 
uh, with Moyes being there. I think what we are now is um, we are a major force again, um, and I think you can you can kind of see that the way he's doing, you know, the way he's managed um, Real Madrid. Um, you know, we're not going to cower to anybody, no matter who it is, and that's United. We are the biggest club. So, um, and I think Van Gaal is, is slowly trying to get that across. Most nights on the manager. I think if you don't win 4-1 tonight, sack him. <laughs> <laughs> if we don't win 4-1 tonight, I'm going to find some way of blaming Radamal Falcao and Steve Brown for it. So, um, just a quick thought, any of you going over, did you say you were going over next week? Uh, no, I won't. You're not going, going to Bruges, no. no? I'm flying back home um, next week. But, uh, it should be a tie we get through, shouldn't it? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Okay. And uh, as Nigel said, if we don't, well then, yeah, we'll sack him. Quick one before we go. Um, United have had, you said United are quite renowned for for, uh, for being in European football. What are your sort of favourite Old Trafford memories of European football? Um, my first match actually was against FC Porto. I think we lost the first leg 4-0 and we ended up winning at home 5-2, but it wasn't enough. Um, God, that's what year that's was a that? Long time yeah, ago. Long, I was. Uh, I was. Why I was, do you look? Why do you look old. younger than me? Um, <laughs> it's just the weather, mate. <laughs> um, and the other one, um, the Barcelona game, where I think we won three-two, yeah. and Robson played the blinder. Yeah, um, every, the whole yeah. stadium was just like on its feet. That's the, the loudest match. still to this day I've ever yeah. heard Old Trafford. George Best in the stadium are like ripping them apart. And the good and the reason I've got nice skin, it's all in the, all in the jeans. That's how it is. <laughs> yeah. Listen, lads, thanks for your time. Enjoy your pint, and uh, let's hope we have a win. See you later. I've got a gentleman called Yonasi. Uh, where have you travelled from? Uh, Bruges. So, and how have you got here today? Uh, with a bus. A coach from Bruges. Yes, yes. How long did that take? Too long. <laughs> Could you drink on the coach? Uh, yes, yes. Oh, well, that's all right then. So let me. So uh, was it coach then ferry? Yeah. Yeah. So you're talking twelve hours? Uh, yeah, yeah, eleven. Excellent. So, tell us something that we should fear about your football team tonight. Who's, who can we expect to play well? Everybody. Everybody. Are you confident? Are you confident about getting through? Or they're all very excited to play against Manchester United. So. I think they're going to have uh, a good match. Yeah, much okay. fun. Uh, and your name? Uh, my name is Shield. Welcome to Manchester. Thank have you, you been into Manchester today? No. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Pub? Uh, what? Did you go in, the, in a pub? In a pub, yes, yes, of course. Yeah, so you've all been drinking heavily all day. There's no way Manchester United fans next week will be drinking at all when we come to your, your city next week. Um, and are you going back to Belgium? After the match. After, straight after the match. Yep. So you'll get home tomorrow morning. Uh, at 12 o'clock. Tomorrow at noon. Yep. That's a long journey, that. So what are your thoughts on the game? Give us a quick prediction. We, de uh, we think we can uh, do some... Um, yeah, we're going to do our stuff and we will see. Uh, I don't hope it's 5-0 uh, or something, but uh, I expect uh, that we're uh, going to play well. When Manchester United fans come to... Bruges next week. Um, we come around. We arrive on Tuesday. We're coming home Thursday. Um, what would you recommend? Where would you recommend we visit? Yeah, the, the main 
some other things around Bruce too, but not uh, not that much known. So probably not for the fans of uh, Manchester United. So. Is it a welcoming place? I don't know. I really don't know. Do you find that because uh, there's rumours that there's some Belgian fans who are quite hardcore who quite like trouble? Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't know why, but there are. So. There are. So, is there anywhere Manchester United fans should avoid? Uh, I don't know where. It's uh, it's always a different place. So. <laughs> um, on the church, uh, always with the hard car. Uh, like the hard form of uh, Bruges, they always uh, are uh, at the church of uh, St. Andres. Yeah. That's uh, near the stadium, so um, they should avoid that. Well, thanks for your time. Uh, and thanks for your advice about where to avoid. We'll return the favour when you're back in Manchester. Just avoid any of the canal areas. There's a serial killer going around Manchester called the Pusher, who keeps pushing people into rivers, so just be careful. So Have a good night. All right, post-match now with Van Scott, Steve Armstrong with me. He's promised to be quiet. Big Kev, who was in They Bleed recently, he's here. His favourite website still be in eBay. And the Soul Twins, doesn't matter which is which, we'll call them both Fabio, because you won't be able to tell on a podcast. So the first thing is, uh, trouble before the game, Steve, tell us about that. I was outside hotel football, um, selling, as you know. And I was just chatting away to a girl called Debs, you know Debs. Um, and um, she was just in mid-conversation, she said, anyway, look up. You know, chatting away, and then she said, "Look, I better go. Uh, there's two, a mob of 200. Uh, she's coming round again." So I thought, oh, "Fucking hell, she's, you know, a bit blasé about it." Anyway, she was right. So from round the corner, out of nowhere, this absolute mob, proper game, just smashing fuck out of anybody they could get anywhere near. So it was pretty lively. Police were all over it. So yeah, then we got uh, barricaded in there. So I got pushed up against the wall, surrounded by all this denim. Um, and facial hair and mullets um, and I couldn't, couldn't sell the mag for 20 minutes so yeah it was proper went off I mean I've just I've just come back after the game now and there's um, the police presence escorting them out of the away end is as big as I've seen in probably 10 years at Old Trafford Danny Dyer's has uh, joined us to ask the next question it says proper naughty how did you get over it? Well, I didn't really I just uh, I just waited for the uh, the motor to be moved and then uh, I sold some more fucking mags Kev, is Memphis Ronaldo or Nani? More Ronaldo from what I've seen so far. A bit, bit soft in, in the tackle, but I reckon if he, he starts um, manning up a bit on there and carrying on the way he's started tonight, he's got future here. Yeah, I was going to say, he looks decent. Would you play him in first team games? Of course I'd play him in the first team game. Yeah, some people are saying tonight counts, I don't agree. Uh, boys, talk about Wayne Rooney. He's a lovely lad. He just gets United, doesn't he? That's what we love about him. He just oozes United. Everything about him, his accent, everything. He comes standard text that now, innit? He gets United. It was like that. He's took that off Ashley Young. Yeah, it's an input. You've got to get it. Yeah, he's got to get it. No, I, I feel sorry for him. He's desperate for the goal. He's desperate to play well. Um, I thought he looked better tonight than he has done in the other two games. And I, and I just think United support need to back him. I mean, he scored 230 goals for that football club. People are on his back, you know. For selling before he's about to break that record. <laughs> just be amazing. You two, you two, it's pure hatred for you two, isn't it? Once he gets a goal, I think, I think he'll be sound. He's just his hair got restored, and neither of yours did. <laughs> I reckon one of us should get our hair restored, and the other can't. <laughs> but nah, he's, he is a top player. You can't fault him with that. He's just, 
he just nods. He's with all the transfer stuff, but he's not many players that are like Giggs or Neville and Scholes and all that. And even he had his mishaps, didn't he, with the transfer stuff? So yeah, him in midfield for the last four years. We've had one of the best strikers the country's ever produced, and we've been playing him in field. It's just a waste of time. He's not helping him in the way he's playing, um, because he's he's almost compelled to play here, there, and everywhere instead of just being up front and waiting for someone to land on him. Do you reckon he'd be better with someone else up front with him, though? He's better on his on his touch. I think there's not many forwards who are good on their own as as much as they are when there's someone with him. Van Nistelrooy was probably the one who was able to do both in my time watching United um, but I think he's always been a better player the best I've seen really was when he was up front in that front three with Ronaldo and Tevez and the three of them just buzzed off each other and I think United needed but United got the opportunity to create that you got Mata you got Rooney and you got possibly you could do you could probably do that with Depay or Memphis as, he's, as we've got to call him um, and I just think they've got to find something that suits him and I still think he's worthy of building a front attacking side around him have they found a good centre-half partnership? It's been three games. I think um, Linda's surprised a lot of fans the way he started the season. But oh, I think <laughs> That's for a start, but how, how yeah, well he's played. Um, but I think Smalling's up, started to look solid last season. He's just continued that on since, since last season. When does Schweini get to start a game? <laughs> I just I'd start him every game, mate. Just just for all for all for the Germanic walls in the stands. To lose a lot of stone. Yeah. Yeah. He looks pretty fat tonight. I thought. It's not fat. It's just the bronze vester. What do, what do you think of Bastian Schweinsteiger, man? Considering you've modelled your whole look on him. <laughs> I think he's modelled it. He's younger than me, so he's modelled himself on me. That's the way I like it. Typical media type lying about her age. What would you play? If you were picking the team, what would you put in that midfield up? That over there, then, innit? And then. With him, though? But I'd start with him. You've got to put him in, build that midfield. He's, he's just topped her up. Well, could, could Herrera, Schweinsteiger and Schneiderlin work in, in the midfield three? How would you drop Carrick? I think it's, I personally think he's going to drop himself because I think at some point the club will work out that there are two of that type of midfielder who are going to be better than he is at it and that's not meaning to do him down, he's been brilliant for United but you know, United can't be emotional about that one. I think we've been well emotional over players over the year, and that's really cost us. When you when you look at like it's cliche to say with Fergie, I'm, I'm the aging team he left. And I remember was at Amusa do on the the anniversary one, and he spoke there, and he said the one thing I won't do is leave this team aging. When I leave, it will be a young team and all that. And he never did that. So, well, he did he did all right while he was there. Like, don't, don't he, do he was only having a laugh when he said he retired, though, and then <laughs> no one was yeah, He was planning to leave about two years later than that, and he hung on for another twelve, didn't he, or something like that. So. I, um, the game changed so much, didn't it? But I, I think that that three in the midfield, I think it worked really well. Um, but Herrera, I just, I think in the last couple of games he's come on and made a hell of a difference. When him and Schweinsteiger have come in the last couple of games, I think United will win the midfield. Fellaini came on, another kind of well, he's described as a midfielder when he's not being football's equivalent of a Humvee. He scored an important <laughs> goal, didn't he? Uh, apparently, I was outside selling magazines, so I didn't see it. But I heard you that you'd have seen it, Kev. Definitely, you always stay till the end. Well, it, well, it's just one of the things he does. He's just like big and lanky, just in the box. 
No, no, we're talking about Fellaini. I know you're looking at me. Turn your, turn your gaze away from me. Talk about Marwa Fellaini. Yeah, but the difference is he's got a big afro and you haven't. What are you doing? What are you looking at? <laughs> he's got big hair, big player. Should he still be suspended for wearing laser blue boots? And laser blue anything. You should be gaffed. Not a fucking team. He's one of them players. I, 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 I don't like when we signed him as far, is this the standard we want at United? And it, I'm still pretty much of that opinion, but he has played well in the, in the last sort of like few games. But again, like he missed the beginning of the season because of the suspension. That's something he's going to be doing all the time because he's never going to change that. So. He was the girl in Fifth Avenue at 5 to 2 in the morning, wasn't he, basically, in the Moyes era? I don't work <laughs> <laughs> If you missed that, both Fabio said I've done worse than him. <laughs> uh, you've written massive ref. Have you seen the size of that? Did you see the fucking size of the referee? <laughs> it, it is the tallest thing I've seen on a football pitch ever in my life. I don't know why I made that note there. It's not really relevant, but I don't know why I went back to it when I should really have been talking about another um, substitute, who is Javier Hernandez, because Alvaro won't be under any illusions as to how popular he was with that reception. Was that mainly you? Uh, yeah, it was all me. <laughs> Did you say he was looning about at that sending off, jumping about, celebrating like a proper loon? Punched the air, didn't he? When he, when he, got, the, he got the last yeah, sent off, he punched the air. I've never seen a player celebrate a sending off, is <laughs> Many? More of that, please. <laughs> I love him, like being brought on. I think he's, I think he's great. He looks. You know, well, you know, he used to look a bit lesbian. Was, I thought when he came on tonight, he looked like a lesbian. He's been married for a couple of years, and he's, he's put, on, put on a little bit of beef. Uh, you know, changed his hair and all that. Kind of, he's let himself go a little bit. But, yeah, I'm glad he's back. And I, I thought his reception was was exceptional. And um, it's, time will tell whether that's just relief that there is another centre forward at the club, or whether there is a genuine, you know, genuine feeling that United need someone like him. It is a squad game now. There's any players like him. He's obviously not on the par that Rooney is that level. Anyone that's not at that level, is, oh, we need to get rid of him. He's shit. Isn't it? You need a squad. You need players like that. There's no, no grey area anymore, is there? Somebody's either absolutely amazing or absolutely shit. There's no no one's allowed to be like a John O'Shea or some sort of squad player. Welcome to the internet. So the thing is, anyone you sign, um, anyone United sign now, uh, they're going to assume that the group stages are there. Is that fair? Is it enough to get through? I don't think we should take it for granted at, at the moment because you're boring, Kev. <laughs> the way he is, <laughs> I can't help it. Potatoes, Kev. Found it proper soccer. I am now. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, but we, we can't take it for granted because if we, if we do, when we, when we go out and play shite over there, sometimes we do travel shit away. That they could come and come and get the two goals that they need. But I reckon we've got enough to actually get through that game with that third goal now. That guy who went off injured was he the centre back. You're on about him and the fact that they've had a man sent he off. Had a man sent off. He looked pretty poor at the back. Going forward, that guy in the far right, he can't be waiting. Have to move over. I mean, I didn't think I'm already thinking. I don't plan for the trip, given what I watched before the game, and then I was thinking two one. This could be great anyway. This all all around, but. I'll be alright, but it'll be there'll be a lot of people heading over there because it's an easy trip to get to. And we'll be going over there in typical English bit of hard, don't know. A lot of cockneys dancing around a Union Jack outside an Irish bar. And I know they have the Irish bar in Bruges and 
Well, they did impact that. They'll, 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 get, they'll get turned over big time. I mean, Newcastle got a seat or whatever their pre-season, I believe, so it was always going to be a bit live. But, uh, yeah, they, they were games up on that. You've got a cut on it, yeah. That was, I think that was oh, 2000, 2001. I think he's on about that night. No one is being you can have that one. Yeah, yeah, I went with you, ma'am. Don't you do that, That's a good to go before end it. Thanks for listening. That's almost it for this United We Stand podcast. Apologies about some of the sound levels. We will work to improve them around the next podcast, which will be around the Newcastle home match. Uh, before we go, I bumped into an elderly United fan after the Tottenham game and he came up and we had a little chat and he told me a couple of stories which I thought were worth getting on the podcast because they're the type of stories that not every Manchester United fan can tell. They only take a minute or two, but they're definitely worth listening to. Well, I'm, I'm Keith. Right. And you're uh, a United fan, Keith. From where? United fan from Ermston. Um, for how long you followed the Reds? 65 years. Right. Right. So the first team you can remember watching would have players in like... The, the original Busby Babes, you know. Uh... Now, did you ever come across any of the United players as a young lad? Eddie Coleman, yeah, yeah. Snake Hips from yeah, Salford. Yeah, yeah. Where? Well, I originally lived in Salford. Yeah. Um, as a kid, and moved to um, moved to Urmston when I was about 14, 15, right. you know, yeah, yeah. And did you ever go and get the autographs of the players? I, I used to go down to the cliff, I used to go down to um, um, Old Trafford, you know, in the school holidays, and um, as I say, I, um, I approached Duncan Edwards, I was 13 years old, uh, it was, this was a year before the Munich crash, I approached Duncan Edwards for his autograph, and he thanked me for asking him. And you know, I'll never forget that. And Matt Busby lived locally. Did you ever well, come I think he lived Matt? on King, Kings Road, didn't he? Stratford, Firstwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like I say, I was, I was about 18 months old, and my, my mum and dad uh, taking me shopping. I was kicking a ball about. Ball, the ball went in the road. This gentleman picked the ball up, gave it me, patted me on my head, and it was Matt Busby and his wife. And of course, he was talking to me, my mum and dad, and. Uh, Matt Busby said to his uh, said to my mum, "Tell your boy to come and see me when he's 15, right?" And on my 15th birthday, my mother said, "Don't forget, Matt Busby wants to come, wants you to go and see him." <laughs> but were you a player by 15? Well, I, 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 you weren't good I enough played, to play for United. I, I wasn't. I wasn't good enough to play for United. So I, I couldn't believe it that she she remembered it all those years. Brilliant. Said, Don't forget, Matt Busby wants to see you. <laughs>